In September, the head of SUNY Potsdam announced plans for dramatic cuts to its budget in order to address a $9 million operational deficit. This was followed by SUNY Fredonia announcing it had its own multi-million dollar structural deficit that would lead to scaled back offerings. In the face of these immediate fiscal challenges, as well as financial struggles elsewhere in the SUNY system, the head of the state's public colleges and universities, Chancellor John King, has indicated that campuses should not expect a bailout from Albany. For more on the situation, including an effort to fight program cuts around the state, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Fred Cole, head of United University Professions, the union representing SUNY faculty and staff. Welcome back to the show, Fred. Thanks very much, David. Well, for starters, how would you describe the challenges facing SUNY campuses like Fredonia and Potsdam or the 16 other public colleges with multi-million dollar deficits heading into 2024? I think what we're seeing is the result of basically 15 years of underfunding by the state in its public university system. We go back to the Great Recession when they were, you know, massive cuts and it was understandable. The the budget, the state budget was in in dire straits. Uh, but after that, when Governor Cuomo came in and the economy was growing, uh, state revenues were up, he undertook a campaign that basically cost the state university system approximately $8 billion. It's a tremendous hit in terms of financial support. And what happened was there was a shift in the financing of this public system to the students in terms of tuition, but even more so in fees, in housing costs, in meal plans. And you reach a point where these institutions, public institutions, aren't getting the resources. They could handle it for a few years, Campuses have reserves. They've got surpluses they can go through. But eventually, when you see a continuous underfunding of the campuses, it becomes difficult for these institutions to recruit and especially retain students. Then COVID hit and you have a drop off in enrollment that occurs there because of the pandemic. That was a national situation at all higher institutions. And now, unfortunately, when the governor and the legislature have dramatically increased funding for SUNY, the decision by the leadership of SUNY has been to not make right the, the decisions that were made into Cuomo years to cut budgets. What needed to be done this summer and into this fall is for the record amount of funding that the legislature and the governor provided to SUNY. It needed to be done to make things right for these campuses like Potsdam and Platts and, and Fredonia. There was plenty of funding to cover the entire series of deficits across the campuses. And then we could talk about future challenges and growing our way uh, into a, a better future for the entire system. Uh, to, quite, to be quite honest and blunt, I still don't know why SUNY made these decisions. The resources were there. It is not smart to try to make a plan for the future during a crisis, while at the same time saying there aren't going to be resources. There are resources. They were in the budget. This was a SUNY leadership decision that that I find I, found, I find fault with. And, and I still hope we can get the leadership SUNY to take the resources they have and to get these campuses that are hurting out of their deficit. We don't want to finish Andrew Cuomo's destructive work, destruction of, of SUNY, playing out over the next couple of years, we, we need to turn a corner on that. And and that's what I saw the legislature and the governor doing. Unfortunately, I, I don't see the chancellor and the leadership of SUNY doing that. 
So there's a lot to unpack there. Um, first, I just want to note that the billions of dollars of disinvestment that you're highlighting, that's based on inflation changes over time, correct? That's correct. Okay. And so when we think about the focus on uh, funding SUNY more with tuition dollars than with state aid, do you feel like that choice has become even more problematic due to the declining enrollment, which, to be fair, began at most campuses prior to the pandemic? It did, yeah. And and it does correspond with the, uh, the drop-off in state funding because, you know, it is... I think a situation where, and I saw it in my home campus at Cobleskill uh, as early as the 1990s, as the shift started to occur to an emphasis on tuition revenue and fees and so forth, once we find that situation taking place, what occurs is the pressure on institutions to recruit and retain students becomes extreme. And if you fall short, in your goals at recruiting students or retaining them. It can happen for a lot of reasons. Enrollment goes up and down, it oscillates. Once you're into a situation where you're losing enrollment or it's declining, your financial situation suffers. Then you don't have the resources to hire faculty, professional staff to go out there to recruit and retain students. And then the numbers continue to tumble. And once that occurs, you can get into what I refer to as a financial death spiral. That's where the public funding becomes crucial. And I'll say one other point on this that I think is important. We've got a situation out at Cortland, which is one of the campuses that's been doing fairly well. It's got a program uh, in its school of education in physical education education. That program is bursting at the seams. The enrollment is soaring, and yet they're not getting the resources to support the students. They're not hiring full-time faculty and staff that's needed. So my question is, well, then, if enrollment is growing at a place like Cortland, why aren't they getting more resources? If this is being driven by enrollment, that's where resources should be going. I'm afraid that the enrollment decline is simply being used as a cudgel against certain campuses. And and, and I'm not sure why, but I, I would really hope that decisions would be made to uh, to, to turn to a different course. Well, for listeners just joining us, uh, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Fred Cole, the head of the union representing SUNY faculty and staff. So you've made repeatedly this uh, argument uh, about state operating aid, specifically the increase in operating aid uh, secured in the most recent budget needing to be uh, distributed fairly. I think the campaign lingo is uh, a fair share for Fredonia, Potsdam, etc., What do you feel is unfair about the way the money was distributed? Because when I think about uh, money going towards, say, the larger universities, you know, they have a lot more students. So proportionately, doesn't it make sense for smaller campuses like Fredonia with 3,200 some students to to get a much smaller share than something like UAlbany, which has more than 17,000 students, at least in 2021? Well, yeah. See, you chose you Albany intentionally, right? I'm, I'm an I'm an alum of Albany, so so um, so I totally accept the idea of Albany getting more resources. But but seriously, Dave, I think here are two points that I think are relevant. UUP believes very strongly in the the founding principle of the SUNY system, and that is, you know, the vision of of those who created SUNY and then Governor Rockefeller who expanded it so much. The idea was that a student 
would have an incredible amount of choices and wouldn't have to travel more than about an hour to get to a SUNY campus and to have that campus provide all the programs that he or she or they might be interested in pursuing. That's what the vision of SUNY has been. And I think that's what made SUNY the greatest public university system in the country, that these choices were available, that a student who wanted to go to Potsdam, and I met a student like this, to major in physics, and he loves the faculty that is there, he loves the campus, he loves the, the small department, the small classes. He didn't want to go to Stony Brook. He didn't want to go to Binghamton to major in, in physics. He wanted to go to Potsdam. That's what SUNY's strength has been. And that's what gets lost if the resources go to university centers. We don't begrudge them, of course, and our members work there very successfully. But here's the other point. SUNY is an incredible economic engine for small towns and communities and even cities upstate. The upstate economy has been suffering for years. Cutting programs, not investing in SUNY campuses in places like Potsdam or at Fredonia, and perhaps who's to know in, in other uh, locations, that brings harm, economic harm to these communities that have never really recovered from the Great Recession. A SUNY campus in my hometown in Cobleskill, or in Geneseo, or in Potsdam, or in Fredonia, that's like that's like the old mill, you know, in an in an upstate community that provides the jobs and the economic engine and a, and a tax base for the community. So that's why we feel very strongly about the system, both in terms of offering the choice a broad range of of educational opportunities to students, while at the same time being a, a tremendous economic uh, engine for growth across the state uh, so that the, the communities upstate can can recover and, and flourish. So on both those grounds, that's that's what I, I, that's how I would argue. But how does an operational aid increase this year solve a structural deficit? Aren't we just papering over underlying problems and ignoring hard choices that need to be faced if, if we want to make these colleges financially uh, on sure footing moving forward? Yeah, great question. Um, and and here's how, how I would see it is, you know, the governor's budget, the, the legislature, the budget that was passed this past spring included $163 million that we argued could take care of the structural deficits for this year. But there was also money in the budget to hire full-time faculty and staff there was funding 75 million to promote transformation new programs and and so forth those resources could assist campuses that would be out from under the gun for this year to grow programs to expand programs to attract and retain students you know enrollment is up at both fredonia and at potsdam this year the idea is you must grow out of this crisis and with the resources that could be a start but UUP does not oppose the undertaking of a, of a strategic planning uh, process at all campuses and at SUNY itself to determine what are the causes for the shifts in enrollment at different institutions. Let's get to the bottom line causes. I have not seen SUNY do that. And then let's take a look, once we're out from under the gun financially for this year, how do we plan going forward? What programs grow? 
where do we expand? How can we bring in students from various areas? And, and I think that's the answer to it. And, and to create a situation, since the 163 million is reoccurring money, it can provide a cushion for a couple of years, while at the same time, we see how to grow these campuses. What we have to do is we have to attract a large number of high school graduates who aren't even thinking about going to college anymore. There was a great study about this and was reported in the New York Times a couple months ago. Enrollment is down for a lot of reasons, but the driving reason is it's seen as too expensive. SUNY's tuition is great. Problem is it's all those other fees and the cost of housing and the cost of meal plans. 75% of the cost of a SUNY degree is not tuition, it's fees, it's housing. It's, it's meal plans. Um, and so those are the costs we need to get under control. And there's a variety of ways of doing that. Uh, but I think, you know, we are not opposed to the idea that we've got a plan for a future and, and discern where growth needs to occur at campuses. Uh, but we are uh, adamantly opposed to doing cuts now that will limit or, or shrink enrollment and then under the present model that will create further financial problems for these institutions. Well, finally, when we spoke in October with uh, SUNY Chancellor John King, he made the case that campuses facing declining enrollment like Potsdam uh, need to lean into what makes their school special, what makes them stand out from their peers and potentially shed programs that uh, are offered elsewhere or maybe aren't critical to their identity. And when I think about some of our conversation before, like SUNY Cortland and the way it churns out gym teachers or other schools that really are good with music or schools that produce chemists, uh, for example, why shouldn't things be more specialized like that? Why should SUNY Fredonia, for example, have three kids majoring in philosophy? It seems like we should play to the strengths of these schools, no matter what maybe the founding principles of the SUNY system were 70 years ago, 60 years ago. Yeah, again, great question. And I think uh, my response and, and the chancellor and I have, have conversed about that. My philosophy is, you know, those three students wanted to go to Fredonia, wanted that opportunity for whatever reason to be at that campus. They were recruited. They want to be there. The faculty, they are scholars. They are the faculty that these students enjoy working with. But Here's the other important point that we already have seen happen at Potsdam, where five programs that were scheduled for elimination have been reinstated. What the rush to decisions has caused is decisions were made where there wasn't consideration of the fact that maybe there's only three philosophy majors at Fredonia, but those courses that are taught are not just with three students in a classroom. There are students from across that campus who have to take liberal arts. There are liberal arts requirements and they're taking philosophy. I taught at, taught at a campus where I taught political science and Native American studies. We don't have any majors in those areas, but my classrooms were full of students in the agricultural programs, in tech programs, in business programs who needed liberal arts courses. That's the part of the equation that I fear the leadership of SUNY has missed. And that's what I mean when I say planning under the gun leads to mistakes. In Fredonia, one of the programs is slated for elimination is sociology. That, I can tell you, is one of the most popular liberal arts courses for non-majors. 
and to eliminate that program and eventually its faculty, you're going to cause ripple effects across the campus that have not been anticipated. So I think it's important to maintain uh, the, the vast variety of, of programs so that students have a choice and that they can graduate on time um, and with a degree that then can get them a, a solid uh, middle-class job and a middle-class income and uh, be citizens of the world that we need right now. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Fred Cowell, head of United University Professions, the union representing SUNY faculty and staff. Fred, thanks for making the time. Thanks very much. Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.